PowerMoney.org. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Miller and Condon minus the Miller. Ken in Vegas. We go to Vegas right now. No, not to talk to Ken, though. We're letting him enjoy his vacation, his first time off in a long time. No, we're going to talk to my old friend Chris Andrews from the South Point Casino. Hope to be seeing Chris here maybe later this summer. That's a conversation for another day. But Mr. Andrews, it's been too long. How's Vegas? And more importantly, how are you? Uh, then we go, uh, Las Vegas, we're getting, you know, things are starting to open back up. Now we still have a lot of protocols in place as far as wearing masks, uh, things like that. You know, and, uh, the casinos were all testing their employees and you have to pass a certain threshold before you're allowed to open up fully. And, uh, you know, we're doing our best to get everybody vaccinated. Then, you know, the workers, you know, nothing we can do about the customers. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get all the employees vaccinated and you know trying to keep las vegas as safe as we could possibly make it yeah talking to ken earlier this week he's been out there since monday he went out to the gold knights game on monday he's a canadian he loves his hockey so he was excited about that but he said it it feels about as normal as you could anticipate at this point it's it's wild i'm excited to get out there again for the first time since everything started up here and to hear that you guys everything i mean going pretty well getting back to where you feeling good about things at the very least Oh yeah, you know I'm definitely uh, optimistic with where where we are and where we're going in the future and where we are right now. You know, sports. You know, it's been a weird schedule for the last two years. I don't have to tell any of your listeners that. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, right now we're we're adjusting and you know doing a lot of things that uh, we used to do. Of course, the NBA playoffs are usually you know halfway over by now, and uh, we haven't even started them yet. You know, same with hockey. Uh, which will get started on, I think, Saturday, you know. But, uh, you know, so the schedule's a little weird, but, you know, we, we have to be reactive to uh, what's going on, and we're and we're doing that, and, and everything's been pretty positive. Chris, we've talked for a number of years, and you know our market here, how important college sports are, and, and our Super Bowl is the Iowa-Iowa State game. It, it is huge, and especially here where we are in central Iowa, just the convergence of the two fan bases in the biggest market in the state it's something that we talk about, we deal with, the back and forth that happens seemingly every night. We just had a, a Twitter spat that happened two nights ago between the Hawkeye and Cyclone fans. It happens all the time. <laughs> it's what makes a rivalry great. But I've been very surprised since the wagering of sports has become legal here. You guys do it after the Super Bowl. You'll lay a number out there, AFC versus NFC. You'll put that out there right after the Super Bowl finishes. Yet, we haven't seen anybody in our state even right after the regular season, lay a line for Iowa, Iowa State. First of all, from your perspective, from a bookmaking perspective, why would that be difficult to do, even if you put some limits on it? Well, you know, we are in a kind of a different world right now. You know, besides COVID, one of the other things that's happening in college sports, both football and basketball, is the transfer portal. And, you know, it's hard right now figuring out who, who's staying, who's going. You know, we used to just look at guys that were turning pro. Uh, but now we got guys switching teams all over the place. It's really pretty rampant. Uh, and it's something we really have to be aware of. And it's kind of, 
you know, it's a little hard to do that. But I would say this. You want to line on the Iowa-Iowa State game, show up to South Point next Friday. We'll have it. We're putting Ooh. up our games of the year uh, a week from tomorrow, and uh, that'll certainly be one of them. So we'll, we'll have, if you're jonesing for a, a bet on Iowa and Iowa State, show up at the South Point next week. We'll have it for you. Next Friday, there it is, May 21st. It'll be released part of the uh, games of the year at the South Point, Iowa-Iowa State. All right, now I'm going to put the pressure on you. you got to make that line right now. you got to do it here. We got somebody in your in your office has got you at gunpoint. We're going to go a little dark here. Chris Andrews, <laughs> you got to put that point spread on the board right now because I'm here and I want to make a bet. Iowa at Iowa State week two, what's the point spread? Iowa State seven. A full touchdown. Wow. How about I think this? Iowa State, they really, they, that's all of a sudden a very good program. You know, Iowa is what they are. You know, I mean, they're very good. They've been very good for a long time. But Iowa State is a coming team right now. And uh, I, they are, uh, 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 I don't know if they're a national championship contender. We are, I mean, there's three slots already kind of penciled in already. That's the way college football works. But they're a very, very good team. And they're going to make an awful lot of noise this year. And it looks like maybe in the coming years as well. No doubt about it. So a full touchdown seven is uh, where you'd have it right now. And going to guess it'll be right around there. If it's not seven, maybe six and a half or seven and a half for the Iowa State game when you release that one next week. Going to be interesting, no doubt about it. So you come up with these these numbers, these games, and going into it, you mentioned the transfer portal, how difficult that makes it. You know, what kind of limits are we talking about here? For, for the first people coming up to the counter, somebody you know, somebody that's not a whale by any means, but what kind of limits do you guys put for the game of the year? I will, you know, we'll take 2,000. And, uh, you know, when we move, you know, listen, I know the guys who were lining up uh, when I first opened them. I know these guys well. And that, the guys I tremendously respect. And, uh, you know, I do my homework, but, I mean, they do theirs too. And that's the great thing about sports gambling is, you know, this is not an, an exact science. My opinion could be way off. Their opinion could be way off. But I do respect the work that they put into it. And when I open up a number uh, and they bet me and they put up their hard-earned money for a game that's going to be played a couple months in the future, I know they think there's value there. And I have to react accordingly. And, uh, you know, I have a couple guys that I really have my eye on as far as, you know, handicappers. And when they bet me, well, I moved the heck out of that number. I got to tell you. So uh, I know I'm not going to be perfect, but you know, we'll try to we'll try to win about half and lose about half. And if that happens that way, then you know, as a bookmaker, that's fine. Last night, the NFL. It was a big night. The schedule release, and with it, you guys figuring out with those numbers. I know there's been a lot of different uh, books that have had win totals already out there. Certainly in our state here in Iowa. How about you guys? Have you did you have win totals up beforehand? for the 32 NFL teams, and does this make you adjust, or do you guys wait for the schedule before you hang those numbers? Well, I wait for the schedule. You know, I mean, yesterday we opened up the first week of the NFL, and, you know, guys were clamoring for it, clamoring for it. Put it up. I took one bet for $1,000, and, I mean, everybody, they clamor for it, and then you open it up, and everybody just kind of looks at it. Unless you make a mistake, then they'll pound the heck out of that. So, you know, I always wait for the schedule to come out, I mean, the games don't start till September, so you have plenty of time to bet on it. And, uh, I, you know, I, I know the way the market is right now with a lot of social media and you've got some of these big companies that have entered the market, and they all want to be first. They, you know, somehow you get some bragging rights or something like that. 
but I'd rather be more accurate than be first. And uh, I, I've said all along, uh, we knew when the date was for the schedule release, uh, you know, a, a Wednesday night, I need a Thursday to take a look at the schedule. I'll open my season win totals uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow's when you can get those. All right, so you got some time to decipher. When it comes to that, what what is it that you look at schedule-wise that will make you adjust a number? Move, move a number for a win total, up a half, down a half. What is it? Well, the first thing I want to look at is, who, is anybody playing three straight road games? Mm-hmm. The NFL has tried to get away from that, but it seems like every year there's a couple spots where teams are playing three straight road games. Then I want to see where the buys are. Uh, you know, they've rewarded some, uh, some, you know, they always try to balance the schedule. You know, the winning teams play a tougher schedule, losing teams play an easier schedule. But sometimes where they play, where they place that by, uh, they give the, the more successful teams, they tend to give the more successful teams a by later in the year. And I think that can help a team an awful lot. Uh, so I look to see where the buys are. I look to see travel. I mean, uh, you know, we all, we're all we going to have a couple games, I guess, in England this year, uh, like we do most years. And, uh, you know, how's that going to affect it? You know, we have a lot of Thursday night games. Every team's playing the Thursday night game. How's it affect the before and after that? Um, you know, so those are kind of the quirks of the schedule I'm looking at. Uh, we already knew the opponents because that's kind of set as, with a formula by the NFL. But, you know, it's not just who you play, it's when you play them. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I'm looking at, can a team gain some momentum early in the season? Let's say a young team, they have an easy schedule kind of front-loaded. They can gain a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence. And, you know, conversely, a team that might start off, you know, <laughs> a decent team maybe starts off, you're looking at the schedule, boy, they could be like 1-5 and five or 1-6. and six. That could tear a young team apart. You know, so those are the kind of things I try to look at and you know, come up with a decision of exactly what I'm going to do uh, with season win total. Hey, one more on college football. We're going to get into a little horse racing coming up with the second jewel of the Trip and Crown and uh, get your thoughts. I know you're a big horse racing guy, Chris, and you can fill us in. And a place that I can't help, and with Ken off this week, uh, I'm really uh, out of my shoes on this one. So you can help out on that. But as it pertains to, we know you can obviously bet win a national championship and more and more to win in college sports, the conference title with conference championship games, that gets a little easier. How about division odds? Do you play around with that? I always wonder, you know, I see some shops and a lot of them offshore, unfortunately, that will have odds to win the Big Ten West, odds to win the SEC East, whatever it turns out to be. Do you guys mess around at all with those division odds for college football? You know, I haven't yet. Uh, You know, that I might do that this year because I think there's some pretty interesting races. But, uh, you know, we're obviously we're going to have conference odds. Uh, but I'm not sure about divisions yet. Uh, I wouldn't count on it, but it's a possibility. But I haven't done it in the past. Interesting. Well, uh, we'll leave that maybe for a later day in the summer if you get those up there. We can talk. Okay. You get those Big Ten West odds up there. We'll see who you have at the top. I, I would guess Wisconsin. I've seen some of those offshore. It's been the Badgers that have been that team. But yeah, uh, Wisconsin, a down year. Iowa trying to build on their six consecutive victories at the end of the year. Always interesting. All right, Chris, uh, fill us in. Horse racing. I'm going to leave this completely open-ended. You can fill me in. Bob Baffert, he's got the sunglasses. He's got the white hair. He looks the part. A lot of shadiness uh-huh. going on. Just your takeaway from this whole ordeal here the last week or so. 
Well, I think it's really been a black mark on racing, and it's a sport that I love. But there's been so many things that have – I can see where the average guy would get turned off on horse racing. Um, You know, you got Baffert, the most visible guys, you know, trained two uh, triple crown winners. He's won seven Kentucky Derbies. Um, He's just a fantastic trainer, and he's really kind of a magnetic personality. Uh, But – you know, listen, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I, I think there's been a lot of, um, you know, questionable moves that he's made and he's denied them. But I mean, a lot of his horses have come back positive with, uh, you know, banned substances and Medina spirit just one more. And I, it was really, I think a black mark on racing and I, you know, I hate it. And, uh, you know, I could, you could just see it's, it's, Something where the average fan now, I talk to a lot of guys, obviously, I'm in the book every day, and they, they just, you know, they, they, they just, they don't want to start betting horses. It's hard to win. There's a big percentage, uh, that you have to overcome, not like sports where the percentage is pretty slim. You know, it's by probably about 18% in horses when you average in all the different types of bets. Um, but it's not, um, you know, it's not conducive to growing the sport, which which I would hope that it will, but I don't think it's going to happen anywhere in the near future. You're, but you look at Australia and even Europe, and their their race uh, product is much much healthier than ours because they do things uh, much differently and a lot better than we do here in America. Yeah, it's an industry that. I've got to know a little bit because of my relationship and working with Ken throughout the years. And he got to uh, call races back at Prairie Meadows for the first time in 18 years uh, last weekend, uh, two weekends ago with the opener there. I know how excited he was. It's a sport that he loves, but he knows here in our industry, it's tough to talk about. And this has become more of a news story than even a sports story. What's happened to Baffert this week. It's, it's one of those sports where I enjoy it. I don't know enough about it. And it, it feels like for me, I'm a guy now in my 40s. Like I've been around it for a while, but I still feel overwhelmed when I get into it. Is there, is there anything racing could do to just make it easier? Well, you know, I think racing. Boy, I'm going to really sound like the get off your get off my lawn <laughs> guy here. But you know, when I grew up in the sport, you know, the the, the betting was win, place, and show. There was one daily double. And usually one race where you had exact a betting. And guys would go to the track, and let's say you had your favorite trainer, your favorite jockey, and you were going to spend the day at the track. You know, if you were in your friends or your wife, and you were going to get something to eat, and sit down and watch it, and you're betting win, place, and show. And, you know, you weren't going to make a ton of money probably, but you also weren't going to get beat up that bad either. So maybe you go to the track with, you know, a hundred bucks in your pocket or 200 bucks and you go home, they went home, you had a hundred bucks and you went home with like 60 or 80 or 50, whatever. And you felt like, well, I had a pretty good day. You know, I got, uh, got to enjoy myself. I got to eat. I got to watch some horse races. I made a few bets. I won a few. I lost a few, but now it's changed. You know, <laughs> it is exact as in every race. There's pick, you know, daily doubles are always rolling. You got pick threes, you got pick fours, you got pick sixes, and everybody's going for that big payout. And I understand that. A lot of guys have done very well with that, but I don't think that's conducive to your everyday fan who just wants to go to the track and have a good time. You know, and a lot of guys are making, there's some guys that make big money. 
uh, betting. But, you know, usually, and, and it's not the best strategy for making money to bet just win, place, and show and uh, you know, try to make a living or try to make a score. That's not how you do it. But I think it was better for the sport back in those days. And, uh, you know, they've gone away from that. But, you know, things <laughs> things in America are changing. I mean, just look, uh, you know, what happened to the mom-and-pop store that uh, was throughout every small town in America. Well, you know, Walmart ate them up, you know. <laughs> and uh, that that's, you know, kind of the same thing that's happened with racing. You know, bigger is better, and that's just the American way. And, you know, I mean, we're never going to go back to the old days, but I think the old days in that sense was better in this case. That's Chris Andrews, our man out at the South Point Casino, Sportsbook Director. Chris, always enjoy the relationship, the conversation, and helping us out. And I will tell you right now, Iowans going out to make their bets this summer at the South Point Casino, I have a feeling you're going to take... A lot of Hawkeye money if you lay that right at seven. I'm just going to tell you right now. Okay. Well, you know we're, we're open for business, Trent. We're supposed to take that. You know that's what we do. <laughs> I know. You know. I know. I know how that works. Hey. <laughs> okay. I, I uh, plan to be out there in July. You will be taking a bet for me, not a substantial one. <laughs> you know how I bet. Okay. But you will be okay. taking a bet on the Hawkeyes and that touchdown. What do you say? Well, Trent, as I always tell you, you come by and you let me know when you're around, and uh, you know we'll, we'll do our best to. Make your stay as uh, positive as possible. You, you know it'll, in the end, be worth it for you guys at the South Point. Chris Andrews, as always, thank you for the time. My pleasure. Talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you, Chris Andrews. Love that dude. Love our conversations. And uh, just one of the greatest people. I, I'm serious, guys. You're heading out to Vegas sometime. You got something going on. We're opening up. We're getting to that point. Ken's here, there right now. I'm excited to hear his stories when he gets back. And we converse on Monday about that. But... It's a little off the strip. It's south of the strip, the South Point. But it has that old-time Vegas feel to it. But the sports book is as good as you're going to find. It's, it's a throwback. And Chris is, like he sounds on the radio, just a good dude. And seriously, go up there. Go up to the counter and say, is Chris working today? And say hi. And Chris, yeah, probably get you a drink ticket. And, and tell him, hey, hurry here on the radio with Trent. Enjoy your guys' conversations. Whatever it is, talk sports with the dude. Get a tip. Whatever it is, Chris is that good of a person. And that's our relationship started back before he was back in Vegas. He was working in Reno at the time when I first met Chris, oh, about a decade ago, I guess it would be. And just started talking college football. And we hit it off, and, and the friendship has remained. He is a good person. In an industry that there's some shady characters, he's not one of them. Also, he's got his book out, working on a second one right now. Then one day in Vegas, it's a great read. In fact, got that from my plane ride uh, here. Going to go through a couple of my favorite stories again as I make my way to Arizona. We got to take a time out when we come back. Hawkeye Talk. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. I'm going to guess Tom likes to wager. He likes to fire. He's going to have an idea of that seven-point point spread next week, next Friday. You can go to the South Point and bet that game. But Chris Andrews says right now he's having Iowa State as a touchdown favorite. The last time Iowa State was favored in this game was over 20 years ago. That's where we are. Coming back. Talking with Tom Caker. We continue. It's Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO. 106. 
big names are headlining UFC 262. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 100 to 1 odds. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. Bet $1 on selected fighters, and if they win, you win $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on a main card fighter to win. That's code KXNO for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one at local sports. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowans since 1993, from basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects. Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at wolfroofing.net. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live. Mm-hmm. You know, the great thing about live radio is you never know what direction you're going to go. Welcome back. It's Miller and Condon. So talking to Chris Andrews a moment ago, he's a sports book director at the South Point. This isn't some tout. This is some guy that's trying to get you to call a 1-900 number. No, this is, this is a guy that puts lines up, and his life depends on those lines that he lays. He's going to make Iowa, Iowa State a seven-point game. Iowa State favored by a touchdown. Week two in Jack Trice. Tom Cakert joining me right now. HawkeyeReport.com. we got a Twitter poll up at Miller and Condon. You can also find it, uh, KXNO, on Twitter there. What are you betting right now? Iowa plus the seven. Are you going to lay a touchdown with Iowa State in Jack Trice? Tom, that number is absolutely crazy to me. And maybe if we were talking about, I don't know, Wild Rose and Jefferson right next to Ames, it'd be a little bit different. Maybe that number would be different. But to lay a touchdown in Vegas, boy, that number seems high to me, Tom. It is. Well, we were talking off air, with, and I immediately said four and a half. That's what I would go. Four and a half. Iowa State. Seven is so heavy. I would, uh, if I'm out in, in, uh, if I happen to get out in Vegas and they're still hanging that number, I may, uh, maybe making an investment. And that's not to say that Iowa State can't beat Iowa by seven. Mm-hmm. We're just saying, you're going to bet it. Odds are that, you know, Iowa's going to keep it closer than seven. Iowa State may win by more than seven, but I just, I, I think that's, that's too heavy. You talk about value, and I think the value is right there. I, I four and a half was the number that I had. 
Ken and I had this conversation oh months ago, and he was heavier though. He was more at that six six and a half number. Now I'm sure he was probably talking to his people that he works with in Vegas, and they were closer to that number. It, it just surprises me, and it surprises me for a couple of different reasons. First, historically, Iowa State has not been favored in this game at all in the last two decades. We know how many wins they have in the series, but. They have not been favored since going back to the 2001 game. It's been that long since they've been favored. Iowa, it is a bigger national program, and that's the other piece that's just its crazy to me. I know Iowa State's going to have the pub. They're going to be preseason top 10, but we're also not talking about an also-ran here. Iowa themselves is going to be preseason top 25, and if people in Vegas that don't have a rooting interest look at that, I think they're going to be grabbing that touchdown all day long. And and they're going to look at the, the fact that... Uh... Kirk Ferentz has owned Matt Campbell yeah. in the series. He's owned him. He just has. He's he's uh, five and zero against him. Uh, Iowa has just dominated the series recently, and uh, yeah, close game, sure. But uh, Iowa finds a way to win. Iowa finds a way to keep it close. Probably. I, I I just think there's more of a likelihood if you're looking at it just from a betting perspective that this ends up being like a less than a touchdown, a three-point game, but it does end up being a 14, 17-point Cyclone win. 24-20, you know, something in that range. And if I had to yeah. make a pick on who wins right now, I'm taking Iowa State, even with the history going the opposite way. I'm taking Iowa State to win that game, but I'm not doing it by more than a touchdown. I'm, I'm certainly not going that route. Well, this is the off-season fodder that we live for, Tom. So make sure to get that up on HawkeyeReport.com. Get people talking about it. And credit your boy, TC, all right? <laughs> I I will do that. And I'll credit uh, the great Chris Andrews, one of the great yes. uh, bookmakers out, out in the uh, our, our favorite city out in the, um, Vegas. I uh, am excited to get out there again. Do you have any summer trips out there for any grassroots basketball or anything? Uh, you know, at this point, no. But this may be a, a time for me to get out there and just hang out for a couple of days and unwind. It's been a, you know, just neat. Every guy's got to have a break. So you got to get out to one of the places to take a break is Las Vegas. Good food, gambling. Uh, some of the shows are coming back. So sure. Why not? Why not? And always easy to come up with an excuse to make your way out to Vegas. You know, you'll be able to bet Iowa plus seven at the South point against Iowa state. All right, let's move on from that time and stick with the football here. So we're, sp- Past spring football, we got all that. We've had the quarterback conversation. We, we've talked basically everything possible about this team. What's still out there? What still concerns you? What still could improve before we get back to real camp starting in August? Um, I think maybe the, the, the one thing that you're concerned about potentially is the defensive line. I I think maybe we haven't focused on that enough. Maybe we focused on it too much. I don't know. It just it seems like that's a that's an area, the defensive tackle position, that they're still maybe you're hoping something pops up in the uh in the portal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you can maybe gather something there and uh and find some help. But that's maybe the position where you're just kind of that's off the radar because everybody talks about quarterback, but I, I think the defensive line is maybe the biggest thing right now. Defensive line and up front, you know, a guy like Noah Shannon, we, we've seen spurts of him. I think they kind of know what he is. I don't see him developing into, you know, 
a guy like we saw with Davion Nixon, but the continued conversation about YA Black. And first of all, is it YA? Is it YA like YA Tittle? Is is that where we're going pronunciation? I yeah, I think that's what we got to go with. Is right. YA. That's the phonics thing that they have in the in the thing. Uh, so I think we're going to go with YA from here on out. And um, yeah, you know, Noah Shannon's more like Budgeta. And I think okay. he compared himself to Budgeta. And that's probably a fair comparison for a defensive tackle. Kind of a sawed-off guy that's got some toughness and he's going to clog things up. But they don't have that more dynamic guy this year that Davion was last year. And, and I think that's something. And, you know, this is kind of they don't have, I, I, I guess maybe explosive is the right word, the edge guy, at least on paper, Um you know, this year. So that's going to be, but they've got, they got talent there. I think it's just the talent's got to show itself and we got to see it. So you mentioned the portal defensive line makes sense. Wide receiver. Would that make sense too? If somebody pops, I know the excitement, Tyrone Tracy can be good. I, I think we know that there's a lot of talk about the young man from Omaha Johnson coming in and, and doing his thing. But would that be another position outside of defensive line, defensive tackle they'd be looking at in the transfer market? I think they're pretty good there. Unless somebody just kind of fell out of the sky that you're like, well, yeah, got to take him, mm-hmm. uh, of course. Um, uh, you know, the other position I would think that maybe they would think about sniffing into the portal is running back. Mm, yeah. just, um, just because they don't have a ton of depth there. Um, and you've got the question mark of Ivory Kelly Martin coming back from an ACL. Um, but here's the thing with the portal that I know people always say, well, you just go to the portal and get somebody. Yeah, but there's also an, an instant reaction to that. Well, you went out and got this guy, so I'm leaving now. And that's the, one of the things you got to kind of always, um, you know, kind of worry about with the portal is who you're going to, who are you going to drive out to? Mm-hmm. And will you drive somebody out if you go get somebody in the portal? That's the other part of it. Well, speaking of portal, let's go over to basketball here. Had the uh, conversation earlier this week. You know, one of my off-season loves is to figure out the minutes for Iowa basketball rosters. <laughs> and started the exercise, and it's an exercise that you know usually pops up maybe once a month here during the spring and summer months. This year, all right, let's say Keegan... He's going to play the most minutes this year. Second on the team, is it Jordan Bohannon? Is it somebody else? Who would be your pick right now? Who has the second most minutes playing this year for the Hawks? Uh, Robracha. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think that's probably it. And then Bohannon. I, I think that's probably your your top two. I I, I could see the Tucson Ulis thing being twenty twenty. Kind of twenty minutes each. Um, Patrick McCaffrey is probably going to be twenty-five to thirty, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think um, you're probably looking at Robracha and um, and Keegan probably thirty plus a game, and then um, you know then you just kind of fill things out with. Um, but I, I think Patrick and Jordan are twenty-five to thirty, and then split the point, and you kind of fill in the rest of the minutes, Perkins and those guys, and 
um, you know, Peyton Sanford, guys like that. You know, I, I'm still intrigued by Tony Perkins. I, I think there's something there that Iowa hasn't had as a two guard. I know I've asked you this before, and I've tried to dig it up. You know what he shot it as a high schooler. Uh, David Eichold helped me out with that. He said his senior year it was up at like I think thirty six percent, if I remember correctly, what he found when he was looking at those numbers. But who knows if he can shoot that at the collegiate level? That's a different conversation. What about Chris Murray? Uh, where does he fit in in this? Is this twelve minutes a game or? We push it more towards 20 minutes a game. I think it's the potential of the more towards 20, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's going to depend on what Fran does with his lineup. And does he, you know, I, th- that jumbo lineup that I've kind of kicked around with uh, um, Bracha, Murray's, Patrick McCaffrey out there at the the five through two, and then you're out there with Toussaint or. Ulis and you play, you know, Chris or Keegan at the two and the other one at the four and Patrick at the three. And uh, I think that's a, an intriguing zone lineup that Fran could run out there and it wouldn't be a bad lineup. So we'll see if they do that. Um, but that's just something I've kicked around as a, as a fun, interesting lineup that, uh, that you could do different things. So I'm intrigued by this by this Iowa team a little bit. I don't know how good they're going to be, but I think they're going to be interesting. And in the Big Ten, you know, you look around the Big Ten, Big Ten's going to be down this year. Yeah. Just on paper, in my eyes, it's going to be maybe one of the, and I know Fran will come out and say it's the toughest league <laughs> he's ever seen. And, you know, <laughs> you know, that's, but I just, I, I, you know, Michigan's going to be good. Purdue's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Somebody else I'm missing. Michigan State should be decent. Yeah. um, Ohio State's going to be good. Yeah, they will. Uh, But beyond that, I have a lot of question marks. Indiana could be good, but they're really good. I don't know. Penn State's rebuilding. Rutgers is going to be kind of a dumpster fire, I think. Uh, Nebraska's still rebuild. Um, You know, if Illinois doesn't get Kofi back, um, what are they going to be? Yeah, I don't know. They didn't get Ty Ty, and they they missed out on a couple of their uh, big transfer targets there. Yeah, there. I mean, there's a chance there to finish again in the top half of the league. You know, finish seventh or better. I wouldn't be shocked by that. I would be shocked if if this team's eleven and nine next year and a down Big Ten. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they're six and fourteen either. Yeah, I think top end for Iowa, at least on paper right now, is probably bubble. NCAA mm-hmm. bubble, I think. Um, that's that's probably where I would put them, uh, and that's you know best case kind of scenario at this point. Wild stuff. That's where we are. Any other roster moves in front of them? We still await the decision ultimately of what Wees Camp is going to do. We talked about this before, Tom. It's it would be a shocker if he comes back to Iowa. I think is that a fair way to put it. Hundred percent sure. Hundred percent that he it would be a surprise if he's back. I, I think he's kind of made up his mind that he's going to test the professional ranks, and that's that's fine. You know, he's mm-hmm. um, gave Iowa three good years. He's graduated, uh, graduating this summer, uh, so he's you know he's accomplished what he needed to accomplish, and I think he's full on, um, you know, going to play professional basketball, and good for him and. And, 
Iowa fans holding out that hope. I just I wouldn't get too convinced on it. I'm just waiting for the next Ray McCaffrey press conference because uh-huh. I, I want to hear his views on C.J. Frederick in that situation. We have not heard from Fran on that one yet. Who asked the Joe Frederick question? Is that you? Is that Chad? Who, who gets to throw that one at Fran? Tee him up. Uh, boy, it should be one of the early questions, and I'm going to guess, knowing Fran, uh-huh. that Fran is going to punt and say, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. And that's going to be the end of it. He's just going to say, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I don't think he wants to. I don't think, unless, you know, maybe he's maybe he does uh, Colonel Jessup from A Few Good Men, and he wants to, he, I think he wants to go there. And just, he, he, want, he wants to tell us that he ordered the code red. I think Fran wants to tell us, but I, I hope he does, because that's, that's going to be fantastic if he does. Speaking of off-season fodder, that would be a good one for business, no doubt about it. Tom, as always, appreciate it. Great catching up with you once again. We'll yep. do it again next week when Ken's back from Vegas and uh, he'll fill you in and all the details of how it went in Vegas. How about that? That, that sounds terrific. We'll talk then. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. Great place to go. Rivals is the place. And the Hawkeye Lounge, good stuff as always from Tom Caker. Recruiting starting to heat up. It is a great time to get involved over there. We come back, cap of things. We try to give you a winner before I get out of here for my week as my week work week comes to an end. Off to Arizona. Final picks for the week. That's next. Miller and Condon. Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renter's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at renter's warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renner's Warehouse guy, he lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renner's Warehouse guy lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renner's Warehouse guy, he sleeps. Soundly. Deary Waukee. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Back with you one final time. It's Trent Condon, a Last segment of a solo edition. Emery Songer in for us tomorrow. Ken back on Monday. I will be as well as I go out to Scottsdale. Ken is in Vegas. Vacations, fully vaccinated. Oh, what a time to be alive. Excited for it and excited for the bachelor party this weekend. My cousin, little cousin Brett, who uh, nine years younger than me, grew up idolizing me. Poor kid, because uh, I did not live up to those, certainly, expectations. But going to have fun and Well, probably some things that only my buddies from Workaholics can explain. Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Weird, weird, weird. weird. We'll do it this weekend. Some golf, some booze, some good times. Looking forward to it this weekend. We will recap everything. Ken with the recap of Vegas. Me, a little Scottsdale on Monday. And everything that happens in the world of sports over the weekend. With that... 
Got some picks for you. Yesterday, went 2-1. and one, Gave you plus money on the A's. That was a nice victory there. Uh, the other winner last night, who else did I hand out? Oh, it was the Astros. They cruised in to a 9-1 victory. On the wrong side again, though, Kansas City Royals just cannot get out of their way. Tonight, we go back to late-night baseball. Grab the Indians. Please sack on the mound. Who's good? He's solid. On the mound against some guy named Gilbert. What was that Gilbert from Revenge of the Nerds? Come on. Lay the minus 125 there with Cleveland with my first pick. Pick two. Let's go to Cincinnati. They're in Colorado. Minus 145 favorite with Luis Castillo on the bump against Chi-Chi Gonzalez. That guy is terrible. Feel good about that. So two picks for today. Baseball already underway. The Braves and the Blue Jays get going. 2-1 lead in that one for the Bravos. Uh, one final look also at our poll question. Chris Andrews, if you missed it. Earlier today, next Friday, at the South Point Casino, they will be releasing their games of the year included in that for college football. You can bet on these at the South Point. Will be the Iowa-Iowa State game. Chris Andrews told me that he is going to open Iowa State as a seven-point favorite in that game at Jack Trice Stadium right now. Pull up at Miller and Condon on Twitter. Hawkeyes, plus the seven. 64% of the people would put their money on that one. That's where my money would be. If it was just a straight money line bet, who's going to win? I'm betting Iowa State. But you're giving me a touchdown with the Hawks. I will take that all day long. That'll do it for the program today. We got Murph and Andy still coming your way, though, at 1 o'clock, followed by the Sports Fanatics at 3. And as always, your morning gets started with the morning rush, 6 a.m., We're Miller and Condon. I'm out of here. Talk to you Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Every song will be in for me tomorrow.